Lighting a Candle for Democracy, Australian Politics from 1967 to 1977, The Whitlam Years. Hi everybody, my name is Emily. It was a hot Saturday night in Canberra, Australia on December 10, 1977. John Malcolm Fraser, the six foot four inch grazier and Prime Minister of Australia, had led his government to a crushing victory over the Australian Labor Party, led by Edward Gough Whitlam. The 61-year-old Whitlam, Gough Whitlam, had been the one constant over the past decade, firstly in opposition, getting to government in 1972, and then back in opposition in 1975. Whitlam, who stood at about the same height as Fraser, had a tumultuous political career, su- surviving literal punches from a fellow ALP MP, Coming, with two vote, coming within two votes of being expelled from his party, surviving two narrow leadership victories, fighting internal policy battles, legal action from his time as PM, as Prime Minister, and then having his, com- having his commission as Prime Minister terminated in 1975 after a constitutional crisis between Australia's two Houses of Parliament. In addition to this, he would face five elections as leader, winning two elections, but losing the other three. Malcolm Fraser, on the other hand, would garner an image of righteousness and stability, but in reality, his record over the previous decade would paint a very different picture. On his way to the top, Fraser would resign as a senior minister after a dispute with his prime minister, which would ultimately cause the downfall of his leader. Four years in opposition, Four years in opposition, his supporters would engineer a coup which would topple the leader of the Liberal Party at the time and replace it with himself. Another six months later, Fraser would become Prime Minister, but only after the Governor-General had terminated the existing Prime Minister's commission and made Fraser Prime Minister instead. The Australia of December 1977 would be a vastly different one to that of 10 years previously. The boom period of the the post-World War decade had seen Australia having an average of 5% of growth, but this had fallen to 3% by 1977. Inflation would increase from 2.5% to 10%, and unemployment would increase by 2% to 6% just 10 years later. In addition to this, Australia, like many other Western countries, was battling stagflation, that peculiar situation where inflation and unemployment were increasing at the same time. This had been unheard of previously. Manufacturing and agriculture would both have significant decreases in their share of GDP, with mining on the other hand dramatically increasing its share over the 10-year period. The Bretton Woods, the Bretton Woods Agreement, which operated among countries led by the United States to ensure financial stability following the Second World War would collapse in 1973. Australia was at war in December 1967 in Vietnam, fighting alongside the US United States to support South Vietnam against North Vietnam. By 1975, the war was over when the capital of South Vietnam, Saigon, fell to a victorious North, North Vietnam. The certainty of US power, which had once been a key assumption since the end of World War II, would be severely shaken by 1977.
One of the few consistencies over this period would be Edward Gough Whitlam, who would remain leader of the, his party over this whole period. Hence the party, hence the name of this podcast, The Whitlam Years. The title of this volume, The Whitlam Years, should not be seen as an endorsement of Gough Whitlam or his politics. Whitlam was the one constant over this over this 10-year period, remaining as leader of the Federal Parliamentary Labor Party, the whole decade covered in this volume. But Whitlam's inf- influence will be far more profound longevity. He would redesign the policy platform for Australia's oldest political party and thereby changing the entire political framework the government and opposition would fight over. But this not this is not just simply about Gough Whitlam, even though he would be prominent. During this prog- during this podcast, you'll hear about incredible events, including the drowning of a prime minister and the ensuing power struggle to replace him, the rumour and innuendo around a prime minister's private life, an opposition leader's controversial battle with his own party, a government's attempt to borrow thirty six billion dollars in today's dollars, runaway inflation the dismissal of a Prime Minister by the Governor-General and a Knight of the Long Prawns. (laughs) More on that later. And a whole lot more. I do not write this book as an insider. Sorry, I should say this podcast as an insider. Most most of these sort of podcasts, or books for that matter, are written by journalists or politicians. I am neither. This is my first podcast, and I am an accountant with a passionate interest in the subject, but I have no formal qualifications in this particular subject. The one advantage I do have is the ability to look at it through the eyes of an outsider, certainly not completely without certainly certainly not completely objectively, but without the bias that an insider inevitably has. This podcast does not claim to reveal any great secrets. Its intention is to explore Australia's rich political history over this period and analyse the events, the rivalries and battles that dominate the landscape at this particular time. I look forward to seeing you all at my next podcast. Take care and thank you.